0: Good day, folks. Pastor Jim Thomas from the Village Chapel here in Nashville, Tennessee, with your daily devotional. Reading once again from the writings of A.W. Tozer. And uh, this selection from a book, I don't know if you'll be able to find this one anywhere. I got this from a dear friend in the church, uh, Louis Usman. Uh, who had a couple of really old books, and he thought, I might enjoy them, and he gave me these. This one's called Born After Midnight. It's a selection of writings by A.W. Tozer, and the one I want to read today is called Sanctifying the Ordinary, and I was kind of captured by uh, by that title. I thought you might enjoy, as I read through it, I thought you might enjoy it as well. A Christian poet of a bygone generation writes Tozer, uh, wrote a rather long hymn around a single idea. You can, by three little words, turn every common act of your life into an offering acceptable to God. Those three words are, For Thy Sake. The hymn is no longer familiar to the Christian public. By the way, I looked uh, looked it up and tried to find it. Um, I couldn't find one um, that I clear whether or not uh, Tozer's referring to or not. But he has one in mind that uh, evidently faded from the scene, but he was really captured by those three words. And he says, the hymn's no longer familiar to the Christian public. Its form is rather old-fashioned, and its mood foreign to the psychology of the busy believers who scurry about soon, nervously, these days. And I'll remind you that that, uh, Tozer's Uh, He he passed away in 1963. So uh, as he's writing this, and I believe this book was published in 1959 first and then reprinted again in 1963, the year of his passing. So um, he's making a commentary about the busyness and the scurrying of people probably in the 50s or the 40s or something as he's writing this, and it's being published you know, after that fact, somewhere along 1959, that sort of thing. So uh, for him to say that is really, uh, I think, fascinating. The busy believers who scurry about so nervously these days. Scarcely one in 10,000 of them would have the patience to read it if it were placed in their hands. Yet Simple message is so wonderful that it should never be allowed to be lost. Rather, it should be rescued from oblivion, given back to the sons of the kingdom as a precious treasure they can ill afford longer to neglect. And he's talking about this, this old song. Um, that central theme was those three words, uh, sanctifying the ordinary by saying, for thy sake, over and over over again. Today, more than ever, we Christians, and today, meaning for him, 1950s, uh, and I think more than ever, even then, more than his ever, uh, our more than ever, uh, Christians need to learn how to sanctify the ordinary. Now, does that resonate with you? Resonates with me. Let's see what else he is. Uh, This is a blasé generation. People have been overstimulated to the place where their nerves are jaded and their tastes corrupted. Natural things have been rejected to make room for things artificial. The sacred has been secularized, the holy vulgarized, and worship converted into a form of entertainment. A dopey, bleary-eyed generation seeks constantly for some new excitement powerful enough to bring a thrill to its worn out and benumbed sensibilities. So many wonders have been discovered or invented that nothing on earth is any longer wonderful. Everything is common and almost everything is boring. And again, it just blows my mind because it it, it just... You know, to think that he's writing this so many decades ago, and it just sounds like he's describing today. It sounds like he's describing the now. And uh, so, wow. Uh, let's, Let's continue. Like it or not, that is the world in which we find ourselves, and we are charged with the responsibility to live soberly, righteously, and godly right in the middle of it. The danger is that we allow ourselves to be too much affected by the degenerate tastes and low views of the Hittites and the Jebusites. And of course, he's making a reference here to uh, the way that uh, Old Testament Israel would have been affected and impacted by the pagan nations around them as they entered into the promised land and began to occupy the promised land and those uh, occupants that... uh, Um, were there worshiping uh, false gods, sacrificing their own children to those false gods, people like the Hittites and Jebusites. And he says, um, we are possibly in danger of doing that same kind of thing, being affected by the Hittite Jebusites of our own time, among whom we dwell. And so learn the ways of the nations to our own undoing, just as Israel did before us. Tozer continues, when the whole moral and psychological atmosphere is secular and common, how can we escape its deadly effects? How can we sanctify the ordinary and find true spiritual meaning in the common things of life? The answer has already been suggested. It is to consecrate the whole of life to Christ and begin to do everything in his name and for his sake. Mm. Fenelon, and he's referring here to uh, Francis uh, Fenelon, the 17th and 18th century uh, French theologian and poet, uh, teaches that to make our deeds acceptable to God it is not necessary that we change our occupation, if it is honest, but only that we begin to do for Christ's sake what we had formerly been doing for our own sake. To some of us, this will seem too tame and ordinary. We want to do great things for God to hazard our lives in dramatic acts of devotion that will attract the attention of fellow Christians and perhaps of the larger world outside. Visions of Huss at the stake, a reference to John Huss, Luther, that reference to Martin Luther, at the Diet of Worms, or Livingston, David Livingston, the missionary, in the heart of Africa, flit before our minds as we think on spiritual things. Plain workaday Christians like us? How can we rise to such heroic heights, with our families to support, with our lot cast in the dull routine of the commonplace, with no one threatening us with imprisonment or death? How can we live lives acceptable to God? What can we do to satisfy the heart of our Father in heaven? Toes are so good. Uh, I, I think we've gotten caught uh, in the same kind of trap thinking that our lives have to be sensational. Our lives have to be on a celebrity status, a heroic, you know, status radical in every way status, uh, rather than thinking about how just daily fidelities, daily faithful living, um, honors God. And, uh, Man, that's 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 really great. The answer is near thee even in thy mouth, says tozer. Vacate the throne room of your heart and enthrone Jesus there. Set him in the focus of your heart's attention and stop wanting to be a hero. And maybe he would even say if he lived today, stop wanting to be a celebrity. Hmm. Make him, Christ, your all in all, and try yourself to become less and less. That's great. Dedicate your entire life to his honor alone and shift the motives of your life from self to God. Let the reason back or behind your daily conduct be Christ and his glory, not yourself, nor your family, nor your country, nor your church. In all things, let him, Christ, have the preeminence. Man, this is good stuff, folks. I'm I'm really loving this. From Born After Midnight by A.W. Tozer. He goes on, just two more uh, paragraphs here. All this seems... Too simple to be true, but scripture and experience agree to declare that it is indeed the way to sanctify the ordinary. For thy sake will rescue the little empty things from vanity and give them eternal meaning. The lowly paths of routine living will by these words be elevated to the level of a bright highway for thy sake. For thy sake. The humdrum of our daily lives will take on the quality of a worship service. And the thousand irksome duties we must perform will become offerings and sacrifices acceptable to God by Christ Jesus. To God there are no small offerings if they are made in the name of his Son. For thy sake. Yeah. Conversely, nothing appears great to him that is given for any other reason than for Jesus' sake. If we cannot die for Christ, we can live for him. And sometimes this is more heroic and will bring a larger reward. For thy sake, these are the wondrous words, which when they are found in the heart as well as in the mouth, turn water into wine, and every base metal into gold <laughs> a w Tozer born after midnight, the selection is called sanctifying the ordinary I'm sure you can find it online if you'd like to read it again but uh, let me let me close this in a word of prayer today. Thank you so much for joining me by the way and uh always appreciate uh, hearing from you in the comments section or or through an email uh, at info at um, and let us know where you're listening from. We always enjoy that so much. Uh, Lord God, thank you for this day and uh, all that it holds, the adventure of walking with you, uh, living our lives for thy sake. May each and every word we say, each and every encounter we have, Each and every response that we make to someone else this day be for thy sake. For your glory, Jesus, and for your name's sake. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Have a great one. Daily Devotions with Pastor Jim Thomas is a resource of the Village Chapel in Nashville, Tennessee. If you find this daily devotional beneficial, leave a review and share it with friends and family. For more resources or to support our ministry, visit our website, thevillagechapel.com. Artwork for this podcast by Kim Thomas, music by Phil Kagi.